When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. Oh, never a dull moment for sure. Surprise commitment right here from Wardell Mack. And and timeline we thought might be somewhere around here, but hey, never never a bad thing when it might just happen a little early, a couple days early, a few days early. Wardell Mack, cornerback from Louisiana, commits to the Florida Gators. Welcome to Gators Breakdown. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. And yeah, that's what we're doing right here. Surprise episode, uh, live episode. Uh, Thanks to everybody hopping on right here. A few live watchers on YouTube. Hit that like button. Subscribe if you haven't done so yet. If you're watching the replay, hit that like button as well. If you're listening to it on your favorite podcast platform, Subscribe there if you haven't done so yet. But some good news here on the recruiting trail once again for the class of 2024. Gators get another defender to add to the class, highly ranked defender to add to the class. We were wondering if he was eventually going to be in the class or not. We'll get into that right here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. But plenty to get into right here with Wardell Mack. Uh, not, not a long episode, of course, right here. Um, uh, we're just kind of going over the commit. And the recruiting class, where it sits so far with 22 commits right now for the class of 2024. And got to light where this class is heading. I mean, we hot summer, of course. As we dwindle down, we're here in August. Wondering when the next commitment might be. But here it is, Wardell Mack. We'll get into some other recruiting news and notes as well. Uh, Not too much right here. Uh, Fall camp in full swing. But, hey, a good buddy, David Sertiquist, put out the meme out there. But... You guys, you know where we're going with this. It's always recruiting season. So there we go. Gators get one right here in the middle of August. About two and a half weeks away from the opener versus Utah. Always recruiting season. So, all right, everybody, join Gators Breakdown Plus if you haven't done so yet. So much more going on there right now. Doing so many of those chats with the the members there. You guys got a great preview of that last week. If you want to take part in a lot of those chats, uh, that we host, uh, like I said, we're probably hosting one about once a week now, uh, and definitely once a week during the season. Uh, but right there at Gators Breakdown Plus, link is in the description. You get all those ad-free episodes, extra episodes, Q&A, giveaways, all that good stuff right there. Gators Breakdown Plus. And also, Florida Victorious, 20% off your first month using promo code GATORSBD. That gets you access to... The great things Florida Victorious is doing right there with uh, the roster and NIL. Gators BD is your promo code linked to the description. The Florida Victorious is in uh, the description as well. So, all right, everybody, you know how we do it. Let's get to it. Hey, Gator Nation, we got to commit. And at this time, let's go to the state of Louisiana. Wardell Mack, 
There you go. You see it right here on the YouTube version. If you're following along, a four-star on both services, about a top 100 prospect overall when you throw the two together, the 24-7 sports composite and the own three industry rankings. 24-7 sports composite. Let's start there first. 115th overall player, the 13th ranked cornerback on three industry rankings, a bit higher, 72nd overall for Wardell Mack, and he is the seventh ranked cornerback on the on three industry rankings. So we take a look at it, and it thought to be Texas. That was the team that had been trending lately. Not LSU, not the home state Tigers, and they had kind of moved on because Mac wasn't really showing much interest uh, in the home state Tigers. Uh, maybe some if they slow played him or not, and was trying to come back around, and the interest had already waned. Um, and, but then Texas. Texas was the team to watch out for during the summertime, or so we thought. They were trending as the team to beat all the predictions, the crystal balls and the recruiting predictions. Everybody thought it was going to be Texas. If you go back and look at you could go look at his profile right now. LSU and Texas both have the higher percentages to land Wardell Mack. But it was the Gators that landed Mack. They got, they already got that final visit before that decision. And we kind of heard about it when he was visiting that when he was visiting Gators for the barbecue the, at the end of July. That okay, Florida's trending here now, but no, outside of Florida, oh no, Texas, this could be Texas. Florida's a team that won out. And remember, go back to that last weekend, guys. At first, that thought he was going to visit LSU and Florida when he visited Gainesville for the barbecue. But no, Florida was his only visit. He did not make that trip to LSU and only visited Florida. Florida State, Texas, they landed official visits in June. Has it visited LSU that we know of since April? The in-state Tigers for a highly rated DB. Not getting one here. So just really showed a lot more interest outside of the state of Louisiana. Ends up a Gator right here. Does Wardell Mack. And hey, let's take a look at your scouting report. Well, I'll throw up some of the huddle highlights right here. And let me get those playing for you guys. And I'll read the scouting report uh, given to us by on three. Now, he does play both sides of the ball. He's a versatile athlete. I've been told he can play anywhere in the secondary. Smooth-moving defensive back with the length and playmaking ability to make an impact as a cornerback or safety. And was told that that today as well, that he, he he's versatile piece. More than likely corner, but he can play. He can play all over the defensive backfield. Measuring in at around six foot five or six foot. Six foot. Let me get that straight. Measuring around six foot, 170 pounds prior to his senior season. Has elite length for the position with arms that measure 33.75 inches. So there you go. I mean, that's. You know that's what Corey Raymond likes. He's got the, got the length. And he, that was the question with Raymond. Coming out, it didn't seem like Raymond was on board originally, but Napier was. A lot of the other staff was. Uh, Napier very heavily involved in this recruitment. But ends up a Gator. It doesn't matter how it happened. It doesn't matter how it happened. So it has elite length for the position with arms that measure 33.75 inches. Shows the ability to stick with receivers using his length, movement skills to stay in phase. Physical and press coverage using his length to reroute receivers at the line of scrimmage. 
shows loose hips and is fluid with changing directions, has refined footwork with very smooth backpedal in the camp setting, a willing downhill defender, not scared of contact or being physical as a tackler, shows solid top-end speed. There we go. There's the uh, highlights, but let me take that down. Well, let's, let's replay them. Well, never mind. There's an ad. Let's get back uh but willing down here defender, not scared of contact or being physical as a tackler, shows solid top-end speed, does not look top-tier in that regard. Ball skills are good, not great, as he does not look to be the most natural pass catcher. Is still comfortable playing the ball at the catch point, getting his hands on the football, viewed as a high-floor prospect who could see an immediate role as a nickel corner at the next level and eventually developing into a field corner. Relatively young for the class, turning 18 in April of his senior year of high school. So there is your scouting report for one Wardell Mack out of Louisiana. Got that length. Six foot, 170 pounds. Plays both sides of the ball. They use him everywhere. Uh, it's high school. Uh, they, 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 they view him as an athlete. He plays both sides. They, they, they like him corner, safety, wide receiver, returner. He does it all in the high school setting. Now, take a look at where he's at for this class of 2024. He's the second cornerback commit. I'll, 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 label, him, I'll label him cornerback for now. Second cornerback commit for the class of 2024 to go along with Teddy Foster. Fourth DB commit overall. I think we kind of you know have to look at him overall in the DB class as well. Certainly see him as a corner right now, especially he's a fourth DB commit, you know, second corner. There's two other safeties, of course. He's a 12th defensive commit for the class of 2024. And he ranks 11th overall on Florida's 2024 commit list. Ranks 11th in where the in the pecking order of Florida's commits. So I know the big question, and this is kind of following the storylines of the, over the weekend, where we hear Zay Mincy and Miami smoke, and maybe something was going to happen on Sunday. Well, that didn't happen. The Daytona Manglin cornerback, a lot of kind of rumors out there that he may commit to Miami on Sunday. That didn't happen. Uh, and then the, you know, the report comes out uh, today on Monday, 24-7 Sports. Had it, but I believe now that it's come out that Mincy's not going to decide until let me make sure I get this right. I don't want to put the uh, yeah, well, Mincy will not announce a college decision until January 6th at the All American Bowl. Now, it was the thought he was going to make his decision before senior season started, but 24 7 Sports reporting this morning that Mincy's not going to decide until January 6th, and like I said, that. Goes against a lot of the rumors. Uh, I started following that late Saturday night, like many of you did, uh, about Miami and Mincy. Then he may be committing there on Sunday. That didn't happen, and now we get a if you know if we take this report for what it's worth here, that we're not going to get that decision from Mincy until way down the road. Even and this would even be now he could let a school know early signing day, but if he doesn't, that means this one he won't be a signee until February. If he makes this decision January 6th, it'll be after early signing day. Now, you know how that happens sometimes, that they try and keep it under wraps, but you know, commit somewhere or sign somewhere early signing day, but they try and keep it under wraps 
so he can have the big or so whoever does this can have the big hoopla of committing at an All-American game. So we'll see what the timeline for sure is, if it's maybe signing early signing day, but trying to keep it under wraps until this announcement on January 6th. Or he can just commit before then anyway. <laughs> we know how these things go. So Florida, Florida State, Miami, Alabama. Uh, of course, the in-state schools are going to be after him. Uh, now, does this commitment from Wardell Mack mean anything as far as the, the, the timeline? For, you know, does, does, Mincy, does the smoke from Miami, did that play into it? Does this timeline of not amount, announcing till all America, you know, does Florida not really want to wait? Now, apparently, Mac, you know, all intents and purposes, probably committed to the staff during the barbecue a couple weeks ago. So, I already had him in there. Of course, you're going to keep recruiting Mincy. You still want him in the class. This is not a we're going to move on situation. Absolutely not. But this is a, I don't even think it's a just in case either. I mean, when he supposedly. Silent committed to the staff a couple of weeks ago. I mean, Florida's still all in on Mincy. And still going to be the case. You're not moving on here. So hopefully, down the road, you add another defensive back to this class of 2024. We'll get into a little more storylines, but with this commit, of course, Mincy, uh, uh, Mac, all these M's right here. We'll get into McCray in just a second, too. uh, The 22nd commit for the class of 2024 Gators now third in both rankings, the 24-7 sports composite and the on three industry rankings. Had to get that, had to get that back. You know, on three didn't move didn't move down there. Uh, the Gators did move down a little bit on on three, but back up to number three now in the rankings. So 22 commits, 12 on defense, four DBs, and that's good for 22 commits. And I'll say that again, repeat myself. Uh, and then, like I said, third overall, 24-7 sports and the on-three industry ranking. So we'll see where that goes there for the Gators uh, and how they finish this. But, uh, yeah, LJ McCray, of course, the other Mincy's teammate at Daytona Mainland, uh, report from him uh, from 24-7 sports about him this morning as well. Uh, of course, you know, Georgia, probably the biggest competition right now for Florida. Florida-Georgia battle in-state schools. Florida State-Miami still there as well. Uh, Auburn. Uh, is probably a new team as well. Not a he's going to take the official to Tallahassee on October seventh. Well, FSU saving a lot of their official visits for the season. Florida had the official visit craze during the summer. We'll get into that in just a second too. Uh, but you know, it does. Um, if not Florida's Georgia right now, uh, I don't know exactly where that one leads and where he leans right now. Hard not to see Georgia. Uh, as the leader at the same time. Hard not to see Florida as a leader in some ways as well. So we'll see if there's a timeline on that. But if you're going to take that official visit to FSU in October, maybe not a before-the-season timeline for L.J. McCray. Maybe he's going to sit there, take his visits, and then decide as well. So we'll see what that means. Not a package deal either for McCray and Mincy. We'll see what that means down the road for both those guys. Uh, I saw it asked, and let me go back towards the top. I know I was going to be talking about that anyway. Uh, Brad does ask, how many spots are left for the Gators 24 class? How many more are they going to take? I'm here in 24-25 and leave a few spots for transfers uh, as well. So when you go back and look at it, total it all together, about 28. Uh, so 24-25 high schoolers, three, four spots for uh, transfers uh, after that as well. So uh, had a conversation about that 
actually uh, over the weekend. So <laughs> uh, that's uh, good that we're, we're on the same page there. Uh, Brad also asked, how are we looking for other top priority targets? McCray, Mincy, and Seaton. Jordan Seaton, the offensive lineman, uh, right there. Just talked to McCray. Just talked about McCray and Mincy. But for Seaton, uh, I think there's some good feelings there uh, as well uh, for the Gators and the offensive lineman. Big time, highly ranked offensive lineman there. Jordan Seaton, IMG. Be great to to, to get him on the fold. Um, you know, I think there's some there should. There's some reasons for optimism there. We'll see. We'll see where that one goes. But I feel I, I feel good about that one right now. Things change. It's recruiting as as I'll time stamp it myself. As I sit here August 14th, I think there's some good feelings there. Things change. Hopefully, you know. Hopefully that one ends up where he's a Gator. In the end, John Quarles. Every time we get a commitment, I can't wait to hear Dave say we got another commit. Absolutely. I mean, good time, good time this summer. Hopefully, all this bleeds into the fall, and we're maybe I, and maybe I can come on these episodes in the fall and say, hey, we got another win. Hopefully, that's a, something that can, we can start getting trending. But yeah, right now, recruiting on fire for the Gators. Hopefully, it continues into the fall and this kind of bleeds over all this positive mojo and momentum. Goes on to the field as well. Captain Trips brings up a good point and uh, absolutely agree with it. I love how many people say, I love how people say we are bad and our class won't stick together. People don't consider we were six and seven and have a top five class right now. Absolutely. Coming off two, two six and seven seasons in a row and still recruiting like this. And I think I've said it before it's not like Billy Napier is going out there and selling these recruits for this coming 2023 season that we're going to go out there and win 10 games. And that's why they're committing. No, no, no. That's not how it works. He's not going out there and saying, oh, hey, go watch us win 10 games, and that's why you're coming to Florida. No, you, you can sell play in time. You can sell opportunity. Yeah, it's uh, this whole – now, don't get me wrong. I think it can have some effect if you go out there and stink it up, but that's why you want most of these guys committed in the first place. You're not going to have this mass exodus once they're already committed. Can it have some effect? Yes. I think if it does, the effect will be minimal. Would it still be top five? Okay, maybe not. I don't think it would drop it out of top ten by any means. Hopefully we're not even talking about that in, in, in the end anyway. Uh, I go through a little bit more comments. And, hey, I got to do some episode prep for tonight's live episode with Will Miles as we continue our fall camp coverage. So kind of a tease there for tonight. Lots to talk about. We'll be discussing what we'll be discussing. RJ Moten spoke to the media recently. Trevor Etienne, uh, Tyreek Sapp, all three guys good on the microphone. So be sure to check out the next episode of Gators Breakdown for that. Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. Let's see. Going through some of these comments before, and then one more thing I'll get to. Ba -ba -bum. All right, sorry guys, not, not meaning to get you bored here. Just kind of get to make sure I get these comments since so many. I mean, in the middle of a Monday, almost three hundred live viewers. So thank you so much. I, I know a short notice that was going live here, but okay. One more thing I wanted to get in. All right, so Keegan Pope of On Three, a uh, good point here that he made. And let me see if I can pull this up. Yeah, all right. Uh, I'm going to pull this up for you guys if you're watching YouTube and make this a little easier to follow. Uh, okay. 
he brings up this good point of the official of the 13 official visitors that Florida had on campus the weekend of June 16th, 11 are now committed to the Gators. 13 official visitors the weekend of June 16th, only two are not committed to the Gators. And nine have come after that weekend. Keegan goes on to say, that's what you call locking things down. So let's go through that list. And Jamonte Waller, he's committed. Wardell Mack, he's committed. Aaron Childs, committed. Amir Jackson, committed. Amaris Williams, committed. Nasir Johnson, committed. Fletcher Westfall, committed. <laughs> I mean, hey, you'll notice a trend. Every one of those are committed. And this is going by order of rank. Keep that in mind. Tawaski Abrams, committed. Kanan Daniels, committed. Josiah Davis, committed. Teddy Foster, committed. Ty Hilton and Namdi Ogboko. Hope I said that name right. But the two lowest ones are the ones that didn't commit. All the other ones did commit. And that goes on the hills, guys. Remember, this was that June 16th weekend, but it's, 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 it's time for it's story time here just for a second. It's story time. Let's go back to that first official visit weekend of June. Now, it's my birthday weekend. I'm happy and everything. You know, I'm turning 40 years old, AJ. It's just a number. You know, but we go back to that first official visit weekend. I'm celebrating birthday and Florida's having their first official visit weekend and got two more on the horizon. But guys, remember? Remember that first official visit weekend and Florida doesn't come out with any commits and there's panic and there's overreaction and all this staff can't recruit and here we go again. And well, how did that turn out? How did that turn out? Turned out pretty good. Turned out pretty good. You had this weekend that I just referenced where Florida just completely nails it. And had a hot summer. That first official visit weekend did not mean a thing in the grand scheme of things about who was going to commit to the Gators. Now, Jeremy Carpenter brings up a good point. I'm not getting excited till these guys sign their letter of intent. I've been burned too many times. Uh, okay, that, that's you. We can follow the story lines along as they come. If it comes to that, we'll, we'll critique along the way. But there's no reason not to be excited for what's happening right now. Let you know there's the potential there of what this staff can do. Now, you got to go win some ball games. You got to get these guys signed and you got to continue the upper trajectory of the program, but it starts right here. So I have no, I have no problem if you want to wait and, and, and won't be reserved about it. That's your prerogative and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's also, we can ride the wave. We can ride the highs and the lows. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But let's let you know, let things play out a little bit. Maybe that's kind of going to, to the point where for, for Jeremy says too, we'll let it play out and hopefully all these guys sign. But going back to that first official visit weekend, I tried to teach some patience. I said, let's let it all play out. And it played out pretty well, played out pretty well since that first weekend of June. So really good. Really good stuff. Lot, 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 glad we had another commitment to talk about. Glad we had another commitment to talk about. But uh, uh, Michael Stewart, I'll go to your question right here. You two questions. You just pop up pop up another one. Whoops, that one just. Uh, let's see. Doing a Utah preview video soon. Yep, I was actually just thinking about that today of trying to schedule it all out. To, but yeah, not much time down the road. But yeah, that'll be coming about the week of the game. A little different this year. 
Start out on a Thursday, kind of messing all this whole schedule up. You know, we got we, during the season, got this nice little set schedule, but here we go playing a Thursday night game. Uh, wish that game was still Saturday, but that's another storyline. But messing with my schedule here. Uh, Michael Stewart also goes on to say, Do you think Lagway has had this much of an influence on the recruiting trail? Um, maybe not directly as much as we initially thought. I mean, especially because of receiver, you know, top of top, top board re- receiver recruiting. But uh, yes, he's had an, he's had an effect. Anytime you get that quarterback in and a highly ranked quarterback, even if it's not direct of him going out there and saying, Hey, come to Florida, you come to Florida, you come to Florida. It still has that overall effect. Uh, so I do think there is an influence of just having a top tier quarterback in the class and it just bleeds down. It creates momentum, creates some hype. Um, it's the, he's the staple. He's the linchpin of the class. Even though he might not be the highest guy in the class right now, uh, the most polarizing, the most polarizing position. You got your guy. It, it certainly helped get Florida to a fast track uh, to to get this class started. Bum, 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 bum. All right, here we go. All right, that would do it. Got to, like I said, I got to. Um, Nah, Mr. Burr, potential flips you've heard about or what you should keep an eye on? Not really. Um, nothing that sticks out right now that I want to come forward with with a lot of confidence. Um, have I heard of some? Yes. I do think how this season and, – and I said it a couple weeks, I think when I was talking about recruiting and some of the targets coming up. I do think – a positive season, a bad season, that, that messes with targets. I think, oh, just kind of going back to the previous point, if you got guys committed, I do think most of those guys are going to stay. I think the record can have a much bigger effect on the targets out there. Uh, so we'll see. I think Florida has a good season. I think you could see some flips. You could see some of these uncommitted guys hopping on board. Uh, but uh, I don't think it's going to mess with commits too much. But, yeah, some some flips down the road. There, Jeremy King brings up status on Evans. I'm assuming you're talking about Dalen Evans, the defensive lineman from Texas who's committed to Texas A&M. Um, still in communication uh, is Florida. Still some interest. Uh, that one seemed to have screeched to a halt after his visit in the summer. Have not heard a whole lot, but his name has come up again the last couple weeks, few weeks of the interest still there, communication still there. So we'll see where that one goes. Uh, but, all right, let me go. I got another episode to prepare tonight. Prepare for tonight, so make sure uh, if you're listening to the replay, I guess just check out the next episode. But if you're listening live right here, about 300 of you, like I said, thank you so much. Short notice, hop on right here, Gators Breakdown. Make sure you check us out again live tonight. Me, Will Miles, getting back together, fall camp. A lot of storylines out there, of course, recently with Graham Mertz being named starting quarterback, Justice Boone, unfortunately, tearing his ACL will be out for the season as I mentioned the other names earlier we're here for some more players tonight right here on Gators Breakdown everybody thank you so much for hopping on this episode and uh, we'll check you out later